Hello, and welcome to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. I'm Sarah. I'm Melinda. And we are a travel podcast. Still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to remind you every week. <laughs> we are a travel podcast for the ranch-loving squatchers out there. We are a travel podcast for people who need reminding what they're listening to. <laughs> Dude, that's so me sometimes. Wait, what is this? Why are we here? Oh, am I supposed to talk about stuff? Generally speaking, that helps. But if you want to be silent for an episode and just do a mime episode, we could do that. Wait, like both of us were miming or just like one of us? Well, if we really want to go full hardcore, both of us and all people would hear is like gesture noises, like arms flailing. and That's some violent dress gesturing if you can hear like the flappy flaps. (laughs) The flappy flaps. The flappy flaps of arms. waving. Yeah, that's terrifying. It's violent. Violent gesturing. I mean, violent but fun. Okay, you're a terrible mime. But I like to make sound effects when I'm gesturing. I know, you just flipped me off and somehow flipping off came out as... (sighs) It was ah, but okay. Oh, okay. Subtle difference. There is. There is. It, It changes the meaning of the middle finger based on the sound effects you give it. Uh, what would the meaning be if you made the, you flipped someone off and the noise you made was caca? Holy shit, there's a bird. <laughs> Screw you, bird. Or a crane. Caca. Cra, cra, cra. Blitz. Okay. So. Now that we're off topic. Diving right in. Do you have a cocktail this week? Do you week? have a cocktail this week? Ooh, I said it first. <laughs> uh, I do not have a cocktail. I had to work late today and ran home. You need to do some show prep. I'm really disappointed about you, on you, I don't know, dishonor on you (laughs) for not doing show prep and getting stuff days in advance. Um, okay, okay. Speaking of show prep, which one of us put the agenda together a week ago and which one of us filled it out like Okay, well, here's the thing. I did show prep. You're just an (laughs) overachiever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Did, Did you remember to put a gold star on the agenda? Just... Thanking me for... Oh, no, no, no. I'm not thanking uh, you for nothing. Being that kid. No, you overachiever. <laughs> Don't make me look bad. I have a cocktail. <laughs> I put stuff in. Okay, what's your cocktail? My cocktail... I just want you to see that it kind of just looks like sunshine in a glass. <laughs> uh, no, it's the... I think it's the Mama Mango. It's mango puree and Moscato. Mango... You're drinking puree. Well, it's it comes in a bottle like that where it's mango with... Moscato. So it's hella sweet, hmm. but it's actually not that bad. Hella sweet. It's, it's sweet. I'm not a big Moscato person. This was recommended to me by a friend. She loves it. And I'm like, okay, I'll try it. But I found it in a baby bottle, so I didn't have to commit to a whole one since I don't like that sweet of wine. So how is it? It's mangoey. The nice thing about having like the real mango, it doesn't make it like sickening sweet. Like Moscato can be on its own. The fruit kind of tones it down. It's good. Would I buy and drink a whole bottle of it? Probably not. But a baby bottle every now and again? Sure, why not? I'm still picturing you drinking out of like a baby bottle with an actual like rubber nipple on it. And you should really not do that. It's a weird image to put off. I totally have it in a wine glass because I'm a classy bitch. Sarah just has an overly active imagination. So you've got your yummy cocktail. Let's go on to updates. Do you have an update? Just trying to survive the holiday season. Except this year we were actually going to put ornaments on the tree. And I tried last night, but then I realized we don't have any hangers for like most of them <laughs> and my and the cat stole my gnome he's a little mad your gnome my, gnome my like little nordic gnome where he's mostly body and nose and a hat oh of yeah. course super cute so i got him and i had him on the back on out of the box on the couch and the cat decided she's gonna go and try and pick him up so she like starts going to unhinge her jaw to pick him up and i yelled at her a little aggressively she didn't quite deserve that and she's looking at me like what what did i do it's like okay i'll put it up on like the tv stand thing you know it'll be cute it'll be great she'll leave it alone no the next morning she brought it all the way upstairs into the bedroom (laughs) she stole my damn gnome so now it's wedged in the tree so she can't get it oh i don't think there's anything in a tree a cat can't get she's not the brightest bulb so she's leaving it alone (laughs) like she doesn't bother the tree she likes to sleep under it but it's my cat really that'll try and eat the fake tree i don't know how many times as a kid we had a cat climb a christmas tree and knock it over oh, yeah. and suddenly half of our ornaments are broken there was a lot of old ornaments that died to the hands of our cat molly she was that cat all of our cats were that cat except for birdie birdie just does not care yeah that's like the 
don't care about climbing it. They're more interested about sleeping under it, but they like it better when the lights are on, it seems like. <laughs> it's more atmospheric. It is. It's so cute. And then I feel bad when stuff goes underneath it and it kind of crowds them out. I think that just means you don't have to buy any presents this year. Oh, cool. I'm keeping the one I got you. Sweet. I'm keeping the one I got you. <laughs> Happy holidays. Just kidding. I'm making, there will be two of them, so I get one anyway. Ew, I don't want to be present twins with you. It's kidneys. Oh, I get two kidneys? Wait. You get one, I get the other. Whose kidneys <laughs> are we getting? And why do we need extras? Eh, it doesn't matter. Don't look into it too deeply. Oh, okay. Okay. What's your weekly update? Uh, My weekly update is that by the time this episode comes out, I will be back home for Christmas. And as of Today, I have all of my pet sitting worked out, finally. Which, you know, in overachieving Sarah fashion, this was already done, I'm guessing, at least a month ahead. Everything was secured for pet sitters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So about, uh, I don't know, a while ago, I found someone who could dog sit. And I won't go too deeply into it because these are not people that I dislike. I just had a very frustrating moment when the all of the pet sitters I had lined up canceled in the exact same day. So I needed one for Birdie. I needed two for Moose because I didn't have a person who was available the whole span of time and just one by one they're like nope 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 sorry good luck you know what they should have done they should have taken moose with them on their holiday i (laughs) nope Oh, wait, is that kidnapping? Dog napping? Something like that. So I've just been scrambling for the last few days because I found out that I didn't have pet sitters nine days before I flew. Don't let your arms get tired. (laughs) That's a real knee slapper. That's a good one. I learned that from Hook. (laughs) So um, yeah, it finally came together today and I think it's all settled. But for a moment there, it was a little touch and go and I was going to buy them both tickets home, which is the very very last possible resort. Especially for Birdie, which is a cat, by the way, dear listeners. Yes. Well, she's 16 and I really didn't want to fly with her. But out of the two, she's the easiest one to fly with. Here's some drugs, kitty. Nighty night. (laughs) No, no drugs. Just, she's just so chill about it. I'm going someplace. Okay, whatever. My cat is like a stoner. She's just kind of chill. She's like the coolest old lady ever. She hissed at my sister. (laughs) And that makes her a good person. Cat thing, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. So yeah, it's settled. I'm glad to hear you found somebody that is willing to watch the pets. Uh, well, when they canceled, I was like, oh, oh, am I going to have a panic attack now? Is that is that a thing I'm going to do today? It was just all day a low simmer of stress. It was like, oh, when's it coming? When's it coming? But luckily, it never did. Yay! And I also didn't yell at anyone, and I kind of wanted to. Wow. So, pat on the shoulder for me. <laughs> That's slightly disappointing. You didn't have get to have, like, the random snap yelling. I was like, you know what? There's nothing I can do. Decisions have been made. I cannot change them. I can only adapt. And oh, I'm not happy, but I will adapt. Deep calming breaths. (laughs) Inhale and exhale. So yeah, that is my update. So if all goes according to plan, by the time you are listening to this, I am at home doing nothing blissfully. That's not true. You're not going to be doing nothing. Well, close to nothing-ish. Sort of, but okay. (laughs) So yeah, that's my update. Do you have a news story for this week? I do. It's great. It's about holiday travel because, you know, just because you made it there doesn't mean the saga is over because you have to make it back to where you started from. No, it will be blissful and involve doing nothing. Stop trying to take this away from me. Yeah, but you still have to do the return (laughs) journey, and you and everybody else might be return journeying about at the same time. So I found some sweet holiday travel tips from Travel Genius, which is Bloomberg's original podcast. Um, That's a pretty good name, Travel Genius. Oh, so it's a podcast about me. No, yours would be Travel Overachiever. So, um, I was formatting a very cute packing list all day today. Oh, good grief. Uh, it's the article has a lot of tips and it's based on guests that they've had on the podcast and whatnot. So, I'm just sharing some of my favorite ones just to keep it short. If you really want to find the rest of the article, go online, it's on the Webernets. Um, so some of the holiday tips was that if you're still needing to be to book a hotel or anything, if you're maybe traveling for New Year's instead of Christmas or the later half of 
of Hanukkah, instead of the beginning. That's all at the same time this year. That's fun. Um, one of their tips was don't be afraid to call the hotel and negotiate a price for the room you're looking at, because if the hotel down the street has a better deal, they will be more willing to, you know, negotiate with you because you're on the phone with them and you're going to be a guaranteed booking if they can make you happy. Yeah, bird in the hand versus one in whatever the phrase is. One in the hand versus two in the bush. <laughs> good at overachieving, not good at words. <laughs> yeah, but that has a specific name. I can't think of it. Metaphors? Uh... Not quite. Words are hard. Um, <laughs> another one was that um, don't pack what a hotel can provide you. Depending on where you're going, some of those hotels are already going to offer the use of hiking gear, rain boots, dog beds, other bulky things that are just going to be god-awful to try and bring with you. Mm-hmm. So while you're on the phone negotiating your price (laughs) ask them ask them what they have that they can provide if you have a hiking trip or like a day hiking trip that you want to take see if they'll have hiking gear for you already or if you're bringing your dog see if they have a bed that you can use while you're staying there yeah there was one hotel i heard recently that provides like workout gear so that their travelers can pack light we have a gym why bring whatever we've got it all here so uh it's sort of an extra perk that some hotels are starting to offer which makes sense because if you're like like going to somewhere that's rather an outdoorsy's location, like this is what they're known for, they're probably going to have stuff that they can let you use because maybe you're going there to try it out, but this is like, you're not a ski person. You're just going here this one time. You don't want to invest in it and try and figure out how to bring it on a plane if you're going to use it once. Yeah. And if it is something like skiing or skating, all resorts definitely have rental yeah facilities for that so check that out and then while you're at the airport look for secret spots some airports have yoga rooms do you know that Mm -hmm. they're usually Mm -hmm. free and underutilized so if you don't have access to a lounge or anything try and find one of those get some quiet time maybe stretch a little before you sit for like a million hours didn't know that was a thing yeah uh and if they don't have yoga spots they might have prayer rooms particularly in places where they will have a lot of muslim passengers passing through and prayer rooms are always quiet and you can sit there as long as you're not disturbing people who are praying Mm -hmm. if you are not just sit in the back and enjoy some quiet time Mm -hmm. yeah get away from like all the noise and hustle and bustle and then you can like recenter Mm -hmm. so not something i thought about but i thought that was pretty smart um another one have we talked about that find out taxi rates ahead of time so you don't get like the 300 dollar bill for Mm -hmm. like what should be a short ride um another one is a website called seat61.com it's for everything trains from pricing to routes to amenities. If you like train travel, that could be a handy one to check out to see what you're getting into by booking this train line versus another one. Mm-hmm. And the final one that I really thought was brilliant was make yourself a stiff drink. I I think that is a tip that applies to more than just travel. Oh, yes, yes. I agree. But they're like, nothing combats, you know, a noisy airplane with a crying baby better than a stiff drink. This is yeah. true. This is very true. <laughs> so those are some of my favorites. I thought a lot of them were pretty good, especially finding um, secret airport spots and just not being afraid to negotiate your uh, room price by calling the hotel. I know it's scary and you have to talk to people and use your words, but it could get you a better deal on where you actually want to be staying. Yeah, and the very worst case scenario is that they say no. And then you book and the then... other hotel at a better rate. <laughs> There's no loss. Yeah, you, you lose nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe you get a little stress sweaty, but it's fine. You're on the phone. They can't see it. It's fine. It's okay. (laughs) But yeah, some uh, holiday tips from Bloomberg's Travel Genius podcast. But I'm going to guarantee we're way better and more entertaining. Exactly. That's the next tip is just listen to us regurgitate things that Bloomberg tells you because we're better. We're funnier. Well, at least I am. Ooh. Ooh, Sarah's funny for all the wrong reasons. (laughs) (laughs) It hurts because it's true. (laughs) That's cool. We all have our strengths and weaknesses. Oh, I know what my update is. Speaking of being funny for the wrong reasons, our office had their Christmas party last week, and I went to the dinner and then came home to walk moose, and the plan was to go back for the party, because the party goes until like 6am. All night long. All night. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so I'm walking moose, 
It is after 10 o'clock, so it's dark and I can't really see much of anything because our street isn't super well lit. And I stepped and next thing I knew, like the world was upside down. I had slipped in something and skidded in it and landed on my back. So you stepped in poop? That is exactly what happened. I was going to say, if you slip and skid, that sounds like you're stepping in poop. Oh yes. And I was wearing red pants. And when I got back to my apartment and looked in the mirror, the back of them were just completely covered in poop, like skids all the way up. And that was when I was like, you know what? I'm good for tonight. I'm going to take a shower, put these in the wash and pretend tonight never happened. Party's over. There's poop. It wasn't even like, not that it makes it any better, but it was unidentified other dog's poop. It wasn't like moose pooped and I slid in it. No, it was somebody else's. Uh, Regardless, that's not good. That's all bad. No, but I- Nope, nope. If, don't try if it and justify falling in poop. Wait, 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 stop. If it had been mooses, it would have been my fault. It's like, oh, I didn't see where he pooped. I didn't clean it up. But no, it was somebody else's. Somebody else laid the booby trap for me. The poopy trap? Oh, gross. That's probably a thing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> If it isn't, it is now. Poopytrap.com. Please no. We should get on that. God, no. (laughs) So speaking of Christmas and holidays. And poopy traps. There's not poopy traps. That is not part of this. (laughs) It could be. I can add it in. I think that's our episode title. Poopy traps. Poopy trap. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so chances are that in the month of December, you will be doing some traveling. Maybe it's not very far. Maybe you're driving to the next town over. Maybe you're going to grandma and grandpa's house. Or maybe you, like me, are flying clear to the other side of the earth. And uh, to fill the time traveling, you may need some entertainment because getting stuck on a plane for 10 hours with nothing to do sucks. But if it's only 10 hours, be thankful it's only 10 hours and not like a day. Yeah. So I'm looking at you, Australia. (laughs) What we decided to do for this episode is just give you a roundup of things we suggest or recommend for entertainment, whether you're flying or you're on a long road trip and you need something to listen to, whatever the case may be, here's some stuff for you to consume to make this year's travels a little bit easier or at least a little bit more enjoyable. Shall we start with the tips if you're traveling by air? Yes. So if you're traveling by air, here are a couple things to keep in mind in regards to uh, how you will consume this entertainment and how to make that easier for yourself. So for starters, make sure that whatever media you want to consume has been downloaded to your device before you take off. Because once you're in the air, if you don't have Wi-Fi, you you can't read it or you can't listen to it if it's not actually downloaded. For instance, I know I have podcasts on my phone where I haven't clicked the little download button. And then I get up in the air, I think, I'm going to listen to those 10 episodes of whatever that I haven't listened to yet. And then I realize, well, shit, I've only got one of them. Yeah, that probably happens like way more often than you think. You're like, oh, it automatically downloads. But it's like, oh, no, 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 this one did not go yet. Yeah, if you haven't listened to an episode of a podcast, podcast in a while, it eventually stops downloading the new ones and just gives you links to them in your library. So make sure you click the little download button and make sure it's all there. Similarly, Netflix, you have to go in and download the content beforehand as well. Just uh, make sure you're stocked and it's not just a picture of it in your library. It's got to actually have the file on your device. Yeah. Otherwise you'll be very, very sad. Also, make sure that if you have headphones that need to be charged, that they're actually fully charged before you leave. Nothing's going to suck worse than midway and then all of a sudden there's no more sound. You get the sad doo-doo-doo. Yeah. You're like, no. That is the sound of despair. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, just make sure everything's fully charged and ready to go so then you can hopefully survive your whole airport and flying portion with your headphones if that's something that you want. Don't make yourself very sad because, you know, Most of- charging ports are hard to find in an airport. They're usually preoccupied with everybody else. Yeah. And uh, the good news is, is most headphones that require charging, you can get a good 20 hours on them before they die if they're fully charged. But you got to make sure that you've actually fully charged them. Yes. That is the key. Full charges, folks. Uh, Another related tip is that if you have wireless headphones, make sure that you bring the 
headphone jack cable. I don't know how many times I've gotten on a plane and like, I'm gonna watch this. And I realized, well, no, I'm not because I don't have the cable and seatback TVs are not wireless. No, but there is like the adapters you can get, but I feel like it would be really delayed. I think they're usually pretty good, but you gotta have something. So either you plug in the adapter that makes the seatback TV Bluetooth, or you have to have the cable that you would use under no other circumstances. Just just bring your cable. Just nip that in the bud and bring that cable. Yep. If you keep it in the case that your headphones come in, if they come in a case, you'll always have it. But if you're like me and you don't really use the case, next thing you know, you're boarding a plane without a cable like a dum-dum. Womp womp. Uh, also, <laughs> don't assume your flight will have entertainment provided for you. That's... I feel like majority of flights still have it, but it's something a lot of them are, you know, choosing to fade out since a lot of people are bringing their own entertainment. So make sure you know before you go, visit SeatGuru.com. This is not a promotion either. We're, we just like saying things. Sarah, do you want to spell that too? <laughs> S-E-A-T-G-U-R-U dot C-O-M. We just like spelling. You gotta spell out the whole thing. <laughs> Okay, if you can't do .com, I am worried for you. <laughs> what if they put in two M's? That is a perfectly valid spelling of com. <sighs> okay, that's... Maybe they're just big Kardashian fans and they want to spell it with a K. I am stretching so hard right now. Please no. <laughs> please, please no. But yeah, ch- double check. Check because if you don't have to bring it with you, then don't. But if you need to, then you should probably know. Don't be caught off guard. Yep. And Seat Guru is super easy to use. You put in your airline, you put in your flight, and you put in your dates, and it tells you what airplane you are probably going to be flying on. It's just solid life advice. Yep. And our last tip for your in flight entertainment is have your phone or tablet cable handy so you can plug that device in if the battery starts to run low. Because if you're on a long flight, something's going to power down eventually if you're watching movies the whole time. Yes. These batteries don't last forever, kids. These batteries don't last forever. I don't know what you're going for on that one. It just popped into my head. Suddenly I had these boots are made for walking in my head. Oh, yeah. I didn't get that. No, I think I'm the only one who did get it, but it was in my head so deeply that I was like, no, this must be allowed to come out into the world. (laughs) I... So, uh, while Melinda processes what just happened... I'm scarred for life, I think. That is the end of our list of entertainment tips. All of those things are so easy to forget to do, and not doing any one of them could throw things off for you. So, uh, just mentally run down that list of things, because, uh, it sucks when you can't be entertained for an extended period of time, and you can only play so much I Spy by yourself. It's really a good two-person game. Not a great one-person game. (laughs) (laughs) I swear Sarah has friends besides me. I think. (laughs) Debatable. No, no, no. I know of one other person. Three other people. That's about it. Oh, four. How many of these people are you counting are my sister and her children? (laughs) None, actually. So (laughs) anyway, she has five friends. She just plays I Spy by herself like a weirdo. Doesn't invite anybody else. (laughs) So now that you know how to keep yourself entertained, we're going to recommend some stuff for you to be entertained with. And to start off, we are going to give you some podcasts. And my first recommendation for podcasts is My Dad Wrote a Porno, which is the name of the podcast, not a weird confession that I just made. (laughs) Thank you for that clarification because we are all getting a little bit worried. So My Dad Wrote a Porno is a show hosted by three British people, one of whom was startled to find that his father had taken up writing erotica. Can his father write? No. Does he understand sex? Doesn't seem so. Does he understand basic anatomy? Definitely not. Now, is this the dad that was like, is he like a baby boomer age? Yeah. Okay. Okay. A little sheltered. And he says things like, she was so turned on that her nipples became as long and hard as the three-inch rivets that held together the hull of the Titanic, <laughs> which is neither sexy nor particularly appealing in any way. No, it's a little frightening sounding. Yeah. In one of the books, a man reaches up and grabs a woman by the cervix. Oh, please no. That's <laughs> not what you do. Nope. Uh, I, I won't get into too much more detail because I, it's obviously erotica, but if you want to listen to three people be completely aghast at the fact that one of their fathers wrote something that is simultaneously so filthy and so off base in many ways, you should listen to it because it's hilarious. 
It's really funny. Like, truly astoundingly stupid and funny. Yikes. And the dad compares himself to Shakespeare. It's pretty funny. The Shakespeare of porn. And they also have celebrity guests come on to talk about it. And, like, Elijah Wood decides which character he would want to play in the movie remake of these novels. That is an important decision that you need to make. You don't want to be cast as the wrong person. Yeah. Well, I think he decided he wanted to play a character called the youngish man. Does he have a name? Not really. Does he have a personality? Nope. He just wants to be the youngish man. Anyway, it's good. Check it out. Melinda, what's your first recommendation for podcasts? Well, I'm a little insulted that you didn't say us first, so I will. Um, Listen to us. We've got a, a good library going on, so, you know, re-listen, revisit, re-laugh with us at our travel woes. And we are also now slowly uploading our back catalog onto YouTube. By the time this comes out, we should have a good chunk of the episodes already up there, and uh, you can listen to us there. It's and share. Almost like we're like a real legitimate podcast. Eh, I said almost, so <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, listen to us. Uh, share with a friend. Get a get a headphone splitter so then you can share the joys of our nonsense with somebody else this holiday season. I think that's good advice. Right? It's no porno, but it's good. <laughs> Well, if you listen to one of our back episodes where Sarah starts talking about Squatch erotica, Sasquatch erotica, <laughs> to be clear, uh, it's almost like that. We're almost there. We, we just dipped our toes in it because of Sarah. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. What's your next one? Uh, my next recommendation is a podcast called How Did This Get Made? How Did This Get Made is by Jason Manzukis. Paul Shear and June Diane Raphael, who you've probably seen in about a million things, whether or not you know them by name. You probably know them by name, but anyway. Um, I do they, not know them by name. Uh, I bet if you saw pictures, you would know who they are. But so they are three comedic actors who review shitty movies and it's hilarious. The things that they point out in movies, honestly, I didn't know movies this bad were made. They pull up some real, real stinkers. Like, for instance, like, they'll do ones that people have heard of, like Crossroads and like that NSYNC movie that came out a while ago. Wait, NSYNC made a movie? I knew about Crossroads. There was a movie that starred Lance Bass where he- It's like a weird- rom-com right yeah okay yeah i remember that he like falls in love with a woman he meets on a train and yeah it's this whole thing but they also do like b movies from the 60s and 70s that you've probably never heard of those are the best but yeah it's super fun they're very funny and their episodes are nice and long so just a handful of them will fill up a flight pretty quickly and you can learn about bad movies that you'll want to watch later what's not to love yeah i don't know how many times i'll start the episode thinking huh this sounds funny i'll check it out by the end of the episode i'm like no that movie sounds horrible funny but horrible uh another podcast that i'm a fan of is always open and that's from rooster teeth it stars barbara and miriam and it's just it's like hanging out and talking with friends like the conversations they have about like mental health and like health and whatever it's it's a good podcast it's just solid it's good entertainment it it feels like you're listening to like your friends talking about life and everything that goes on and whatnot it's good and especially if you're a fan of like any of the other rooster teeth stuff you know it's solid gold yeah but do they talk about poopy traps (laughs) well one of the last ones that i ended up watching they were talking about how barbara was just a nasty bitch and that like you know the clothes pile that you have where you wear a few items like more than you probably should before it gets washed (laughs) or you wear the same things over and over like the same few outfits yeah no it's good because it's it's real conversations like people you know conversations you might have with a friend the more you know the do boop but i think that's reading rainbow but yeah no always open is a good podcast sweet listen to it love it aye aye sir uh you have one more my last podcast on the list is a slight tonal shift and that is heavyweight it's a gimlet media show by jonathan goldstein who kind of he connects with people and helps them resolve emotional stressors from their past, which sounds super heavy, which it can be, but it can also be as simple as there was an episode a couple seasons back where he helped a guy contact the musician Moby and get some albums back that Moby had borrowed from him in the 90s. <laughs> like literally, th- my friend borrowed CDs and never gave it back? Basically, except the friend is famous and the CDs that he lent to 
to Moby. Moby used to sample on his breakout album. So he lent him the albums. Moby, Moby sampled them. He got super famous and then never gave the albums back. Aww. And the guy's like, can I get those back? And Moby's like, they've been in a storage unit for like 20 years. Do you really need them? Can I buy you new ones? He says, no, I want those ones. <laughs> Sentimental value, damn it. I get it. But it really it really runs the range from slightly silly to very serious. There was an episode that came out this week where he helped facilitate communication between a family and the adopted older sister that they didn't know they had. Had, or she was their older sister but had been given up for adoption and so it was a really nice story but he puts a lot of humor into it for some reason one of the sons in this family had an ayahuasca plant and he felt the need to bring that up in context it's very funny but it's a great show and you should definitely listen to it it's a little bit heavier but worth it pays off just like my last recommendation which you probably all see coming it's my favorite murder who doesn't want to listen about murders i don't know. it's good entertainment murder they're funny it's good it's so good and then you talk about murders and your home your own hometown murders and you share it with people and it's great it's fun and educational and you can get a lot of good book recommendations out of it too it's a true crime po- comedy podcast What's not to love about those two things? Check it out. There's a big catalog. Keep you entertained for hours. You too can start shouting Steven. So those are our podcast recommendations. If my voice sounds funny right now, it's because I have a dog pressing himself against my throat. This is going to make for a very good episode of My Favorite Murder. Or it could be my hometown and I'll write in about how your dog killed you. Nah, he'd never kill me. The cat would. He wouldn't. True. So we have given you some podcast recommendations. Next up, we have movies. And I'm going to start with something very Christmassy but also really dumb. And that is the Christmas Prince movies on Netflix. Are they bad? Absolutely. Is it fun? Yeah, it is. Is it a solid waste of time? Absolutely. How many movies are there of that series? There's three. There's the first one, which is just the Christmas Prince. There's a second one, which is the royal wedding. And the third one, which is the royal baby. Good lord. That sounds very Hallmarky. It's, well, Hallmarky leans schmaltzy. This leans like it's trying trying to show it's super woke, which is weird. And it's also trying to be, I don't know. It's like, you know what? I can't describe it. Just watch it. It's cheesy as hell. It's weird. And it's not going to be all schmaltzy and Jesus-y like Hallmark movies are. Hard pass. But you know what else (laughs) is good? If you have in-flight entertainment, this is your opportunity to catch up on those newer releases that you've been meaning to watch. What better time to watch them than when you're literally stuck sitting for hours and hours? Yeah, that's how I watch like the Avengers movies because I don't want to pay money to see an Avengers movie, but I still kind of want to know what other people are talking about, albeit a year after after they're done talking about it. <laughs> so then if somebody brings it up, you'd be like, yeah, I just saw that. I mean, I watched that too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. uh, yeah it's, they have somewhat updated movie lists. So, or if it's one of those like, oh yeah, I forgot I wanted to see this. It's usually right there. That's how I do some of my catching up. That's how I see all the blockbuster movies. Because I know like to be a part of the current culture, having some sort of background on what other people are talking about is not important, but it helps. But I also... I just maybe I'm old and cranky I just don't want to go to the movies anymore I want to sit on my own couch and watch movies yeah for sure so I mean it's a good time to catch up if you have in-flight entertainment and speaking of catching up one of the only movies this year that I was like yes I will pay money to see this was Us it is the second movie from Jordan Peele the first one was Get Out Get Out was amazing. I love that movie. Us is also very, very good. And if you see it on a plane's list of in-flight entertainment, you should definitely jump at it because it manages to both be scary, but also a thinker. So I liked it. Movies could be way too long of a category. So I think some highlights, suggestions is good. Uh, TV shows... These are probably shows that you'd probably have to download from a streaming service, but I'm going to guess they have some good catalog. Uh, One of my favorites that like I don't necessarily have to pay attention to, but if I am, it's just fun and entertaining. It's Bob's Burgers. Solid choice. Yeah, it's just like it's good to re. It's just fun to rewatch. And like if you fall asleep during a few episodes, you don't feel like you missed it and have to rewatch it. Like you can just go on and they're pretty good. It's a well done cartoon show. I just want to be a little bit more like Louise every day. These are my life goals. But yeah, it's just, it's good entertainment. And again, if you fall asleep while watching it, it's no big deal. And there's fun songs. 
There's random songs that are made up in them, and it's good. I have enough made up songs in my own life. I don't need other people adding to them. But it's so good because it's like a slice of life where they're making up weird songs too about things. (laughs) A show that I would recommend is The Good Place. I know everybody recommends The Good Place because it is good. Go figure. Uh, But they are about to finish their final season, and now is the perfect opportunity, if you have not watched it yet, to jump on the bandwagon before the show ends. Bandwagon. Bandwagon. Not your best made up song. Oh, no, no, no. It's fun, especially when you start getting other people to chant it with you. Oh, it's fun. What's your next show? New favorite show that we've been starting to watch a lot of is Kitchen Nightmares, which I realize it's one of the older ones of Gordon Ramsay, but like, it's so good. Who does not like Gordon Ramsay? And it's just, it's disgusting, it's terrifying, and it's slightly heartwarming watching Gordon Ramsay come in and find filthy, disgusting restaurants with terrible food. But like the worst part is when he's like digging around a dirty kitchen or like playing around with the food that's being sent back to see why it's been sent back. He's not wearing gloves. He's touching everything and it's disgusting. (laughs) But he's so polite, except he did call someone panini head, but he's not as insulting as like Hell's Kitchen. It's like that good mix between like the child baking show or cooking show he does and Hell's Kitchen. It's how you get kitchen nightmares. Have you seen the episode with the baking company in Arizona? I don't think so. It's one of those shows that like I started watching and then like you kind of forget about it when it's on TV but going back and watching a whole bunch is so great yeah it made a whole like internet splash I think it was called Amy's Baking Company and it's the only episode where he walked out of the restaurant and was like nope I'm done I'm out of here screw you guys people are so resistant and arrogant that's part of it and it's like you everybody knows who gordon ramsay is at like this point in i don't know the early 2000s from the from health kitchen and whatnot so the fact that they're like oh yeah it's gordon ramsay he's so great he's so great and then like later on in the episode they're like he doesn't know what he's talking about he just doesn't understand and know <laughs> and it's like uh world-renowned chef no. <laughs> yeah it's just, it's good. It's good binge watching. Some of the episodes aren't as exciting as others, but it just keeps you watching. It's terrible. You stay up way too late. Oh my gosh. All yeah, the old ladies that, that are phase. trying to flirt with him. It's so good. I think I went through a kitchen nightmares phase about two years ago, right around the time the Amy's Bay Company episode came out, because that one just blew my mind, like arguing with everyone and like lying about where they're food came from. It was, I mean, that's a lot of the blast. restaurants. There's just better drama in others. It's like watching Jerry Springer of like the restaurant world, I guess. <laughs> Highly recommend. It's good stuff. So my next TV recommendation is The Haunting of Hill House. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Even if you're not a person who's into horror, this is a, an amazing show. It's done so well. It's not like a jump scare show. There's a couple jump scares, but there's not, it's not like blood and gore and like it's not saw it's very much more a family drama than it is a horror show yeah i think there's a new season coming out soon of that one too next halloween or something yeah but oh my gosh and it's gonna have a lot of the same cast in it which i think is really exciting but it's not a continuation no it's gonna be like american horror story style where the next season is entirely different story that show was so well done it was so good and it just you feel satisfied by the end of it too yeah truly there's a monologue in the final episode that i'm not necessarily a person who watches things that are sad and cries but this speech which wasn't exactly sad in and of itself had me bawling like truly on my couch blanket chucked under my chin bawling fair warning there are episodes that get sad just because it's just it's so well done that it it, like gets you at that emotional nerve Mm -hmm. like what the hell who did this yeah and it hits you in exactly the right right spot Mm -hmm. because i think i cried more watching this show than i have watching anything else for like the last five years yeah it's but it's totally worth it even for the, i don't like watching things that i know are gonna make me sad unless i'm prepared for it and i was prepared for one episode where i was told that hey it gets sad here but i wasn't ready for like the next episode which is worse and that it gets yeah. it gets you it sneaks up on you and you're like oh my god it's just human stories too in a creepy sense yeah. essentially it's the story of a family of five children four children the twins 
the two sisters and the brother. So five. five children who move into a house together with their parents when they're young with the plans of flipping the house. And the house is a little off. Something happens to them. And as adults, they come together to process what happened to them as children. Yeah, and how their different age ranges and whatnot gave them different experiences of what happened. I guess yeah. that's probably the most fascinating part is that from the older children to the younger children, they all have a different perspective of what happened in that house and everything and what they saw. Yeah, exactly. Some of them saw more than others. But essentially, and one of the things you'll realize as the as the show unfolds is that each child represents a different stage of mourning. Yes. Yes, they do. So they all process things exceptionally differently. And um, yeah, it is a very powerful show. And if you find yourself trapped in a plane for however long with lots of time to kill, it would it would keep you entertained from start to end. Be warned, the later episodes get very emotional as a viewer. Yes. Fair warning. Just just so you can prepare yourself and hopefully not cry on the plane like a baby. <laughs> yeah. In a very, very different direction, though, I would also highly recommend watching Catastrophe, which is a show by Rob Delaney, who you may know from Twitter, and Sharon Horgan, who is an Irish um, actress. So Rob Delaney is super funny. He plays an American man on a business trip in the UK who hooks up with a random woman he meets at a bar and a few months later he gets a call saying hey um you don't remember me but we had a ton of sex and also I'm pregnant so he moves Yay. back to the UK they try to figure out what to make of these lives that they've accidentally created and it's a very real realistic depiction of a strained marriage but in a way that's super funny because they're constantly like throwing barbs at each other and uh it's it's worth it it's not it's british style so there's only a handful of episodes per season so you could also watch a whole the whole show pretty quickly it ended this year and it is wonderful yay tv and carrie fisher is in it she carrie fisher plays his mom for the first couple seasons nice and her character's a real bitch <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Carrie Fisher. Yeah. And if you don't want to dry your eyeballs out even more by looking at a screen, maybe. There's e-readers. <laughs> How about some books? Some good old-fashioned books. What books would you recommend? Uh, a couple that I'm reading. I'll start with the first one. It's Starvation Heights by Greg Olson. And uh, this is a delightful story that is a true story that takes place in the Pacific Northwest about a fasting sanitarium. Sanatorium? Sanatorium. Sanatorium. <laughs> Sanitarium. <laughs> Sanitation. Stop me when I get it. <laughs> You've said them all so many times that I can't tell which one is now right. It's about um, Linda Burfield Hazard, who had a, she was a fasting specialist in like the 1800s, early 1900s. I think early 1900s, like 1911 is when this story actually place, takes place. But it's a true story about her, um, I think she had like 30 day fasts that she would have patients do. That, that doesn't seem like something that one would recommend. Yeah, 30 day fast. That seems like a bad idea where like you can only get broth made from vegetables that was basically your only meal yeah it's just it's all bads and it just it's interesting because she was allowed to do this she got shut down, but I read the book. It's good. It was on an episode of My Favorite Murder, and they're like, they talked about it, and they're like, if you want more, like, the in-depth, they highly recommended this book. And I'm like, sweet. Stories about, you know, my home area, where we like to produce a lot of serial killers and whatnot. It's fascinating. It's really interesting. So, human stories. Yay! It's a good book so far. I'm, like, in the middle, but what's your first recommendation? My first recommendation is The Testaments by Margaret Atwood. I know that this was, like, a huge popular book for this year, but I'm also going to recommend it because I read it a couple months ago. And if you've read The Handmaid's Tale, this is a continuation of that story that takes place, I think, 15 years later. And um, it centers around the protagonist of The Handmaid's Tale, her children 15 years later, as well as Aunt Lydia, who was pretty central to the plot of The Handmaid's Tale. I don't think this is quite as good as The Handmaid's Tale was, and I think that it sort of wrap it attempts to put a nice little bow on the story like and this is how it ends but that being said despite that it is still a really really good book and it's really fascinating to see where she thinks those characters would wind up later so if you read the handmaid's tale or if you saw the show then you should read this book because there will be a sequel tv show as well based
based on these characters. So read it before that show comes out. The book's always better. Yeah, the book is always better, but the show The Handmaid's Tale is really, really incredible. So the potential for what they can make of this material is sky high. Hmm. And they will take all of your money now. <laughs> uh, my other book recommendation is one that's been floating around. It's been popular, but it's The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. Good old- Did you need a book to tell you how to do that? I feel like you already don't give a fuck. Yeah, which I'm pretty proud of myself for some of the things, but it's just, it's a good read. It's kind of funny and there there is some good points about it. It's not just fully not giving a fuck. It's choosing what to give a fuck about and what not to. And <laughs> I think some of the stuff that's in there is things that, hello? You had just said fuck like eight times in a single sentence, so I thought I'd throw an extra one in too. Oh, I thought you just quacked. No, I said fuck. Didn't sound like it. Quack, fuck, whatever. Quack, <laughs> All righty, and that's our show for this week. Join us next week where maybe Sarah can use her words. Nah. Yeah, I forgot where I was with your quack. You threw me off so bad. <laughs> No, it's a good book. It's it's funny. There's actually some solid thoughts in there too that just kind of makes you think about, hmm, it's good life advice right there. And I'm sure somebody that walked past you at an airport or on the plane while you're reading that is going to have like a head tilt and probably pick up their own copy. <laughs> exactly. Just like that. But hopefully not like quack at you, miss. Looking at you with that one. Quack fack. Quack fack. <laughs> so yeah. So my last recommendation is related to The Haunting of Hill House. So the next season of The Haunting of Hill House, which I already said comes out in October 2020, is going to be work based on the works of Henry James, and in particular, The Turn of the Screw. So I, being the gold star student that I am, Overachiever! Last month. (laughs) And um, so The Turn of the Screw is about a governess who is put in charge of two like angelic and oddly beautiful precocious young children and it's just her and the household staff their parents have passed and their uncle is like look they're your business never talk to me again just take care of them and she starts noticing weird things happening and is visited by people that she believes are likely dead and so they have to figure out why are these people visiting these children what have the children got to do with it and um, yeah so she is haunted but she also has to take care of these two children at the same time aren't we all haunted in the end by your quack fack quack fack We need to put that on a t shirt. Um, <laughs> yes! And poopy traps! Poopy traps. <laughs> Quick fact it's a boop. It's a poopy trap. But anyway, um, if you would like to be prepared before that show comes out, and maybe in reading it, brace yourself against some of the jump scares that might come in the next season, um, read The Turn of the Screw. Apparently, they're also going to be blending in other works by Henry James, but um, the bulk of it, the bulk of the plot, is referencing this short story. Huh. I guess it's technically a novella, not a short story, but regardless, it's not long. So it's a good flight read. You could probably get it all done? Yeah. Okay. Right on. Yep. I think that's our uh, comprehensive entertainment list. And I guess if... Oh, uh, I just have one more thing to add. If you don't read the book, the audiobook of The Turn of the Screw is really, really good. It is voiced by um, Emma Thompson as the governess. Oh, okay. That is so. like a solid life choice right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that's our comprehensive list of some entertainment that you can use while you're traveling or if your family's not that entertaining, I guess if you want to squirrel away from them and do something else. (laughs) You have options. (laughs) And we gave you a lot of different tips up at the top of the episode, but I'm just going to give you one more tip of the week to wrap us up for this week. And that is... Beware of poopy traps, you guys. (laughs) Yes, that is our tip. Poopy traps. If you don't want people to visit you, barricade yourself in a room and surround it by poopy traps. All right, join us next week. Okay, what's your real tip? (laughs) The real tip is that if you are looking to entertain yourself with video on your phone or your tablet, make sure you bring either a pop socket or a stand of some kind so you can prop your device up because having to hold your phone or your tablet for the length of an entire movie sucks. And there's ways you can like jury rig it so it works, but if you have something that does that task already, particularly since stands for your phone now come in like credit card size, you just stick it in your wallet, you might as well do it and save yourself a little discomfort. Yep. And then today I just saw a thing, it's called Flight Flap, and it's it's a moldable stand that you can use for your phone and everything, and it's super thin, but you can get it 
it to fit tablet phones, whatever size. They have like an extra large ones, but it's moldable. So there's like possibilities are endless. <laughs> yeah, I've actually seen those on Amazon before. And every time I think, oh, I should get one, I realize, oh, wait, they only ship from Amazon US and I'm not paying $20 shipping to have this sent to me. No, especially since it's actually but under $10. Yeah. Thinking of like, I might need to order one of these. It's, it's bendable, you guys. So you can put it. So if you don't have one of the entertainment screens, you could put it in like the flight pocket where your Sky Mall used to be. Or have in the it. back of the tray table or. Yeah. You guys, this needs to be on Oprah's greatest things. She's missing out. She's misleading you. <laughs> Ugg boots are not cool. Flight flap. Not sponsored. But yeah, they look pretty damn cool. I might need one. Is that your Christmas hint? Yeah, Sarah. Get me one. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh. So that's this week's episode. This is our last episode for this year because we need a vacation. It's not that we don't love you. It's just that things are crazy this time of year and we can only handle so much crazy. This sounds like a speech you would give a child when you're announcing that mommy and daddy are getting divorced. Yeah. It's not um, that we don't love you. So Sarah and I, we love you guys very, very much, but sometimes we need a break away from each other so we don't end up on Snapped. Someday. Someday we'll be on there. We're just not ready yet. We need time to build up that level of crazy. <laughs> All right, is this your life goal? Am I going to die? Oh, shit. You're going to try and talk me into <laughs> going on a cruise. That's how I know the, the end is near. Hey, Melinda, I got tickets for a cruise. I won them in a competition. It's free. Do you want to come with me? Nope. I, for one, choose land. (laughs) I thought you were going to say I, for one, choose life. Land. Uh, yeah. Eh, Similar. We will be back with more content, more travel goodies, try and build up our travel nonsense empire. (laughs) So we will see you in a couple weeks. We'll miss you. We'll think about you often. Send us letters. Let us know you're thinking of us, too. Yeah. Tell us how your holiday trips and travels are going. Tell us if any of this has helped you. We just get a letter back that says, nope. You are no fucking help. I hate you. Thanks. Thanks what for listening. What is this bullshit about poopy traps? Seriously, we need a poopy trap and a, I just want to talk about ranch shirt. Like, these are good merchandise ideas. <sighs> are they, though? Yeah, they are. If you uh, want anyways, a poopy trap t-shirt, let us know. It'd be kind of funny. It just says poopy trap. I don't know. There needs to be, like, some sort of image, but we'll work No, I cannot think of a single thing that would look good on a shirt that I think, like, a, a picture traps. of you, like, skidding there's like no actual poop in sight but you're just like skidding just me with my legs like flying a literal heel overhead yeah uh join us uh in 2020 for some more travel awesomeness can't wait to see you there so uh it's an adventure 2020 here we come happy holidays happy new year we'll see you there okay bye bye Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. Don't forget to tell your friends about us and subscribe so you never miss a thing. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest under C2Unknown. That's S-E-A-T-O Unknown. Or you can check us out on our website, www.c2unknown.com. Want to know what we do on our off time? You can find both Sarah and I on Twitter and Instagram. Sarah is at S-A-R underscore S, and I'm at HooliganMonster on both. We would also love to hear from you. Send us an email with your stories and travel tips to c2unknown at gmail.com. Until then, it's an adventure. Bye!